Hey. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Getting Literate. I'm Katie. I'm Julia. And we're, we're here. We're here again for another week. Um, yeah, we made it this far. Yeah, we made it this far. I'll tell you, I didn't think I was going to make it this week. I didn't, didn't think I was going to make finish? it this week. I didn't. I finished it today. I, <laughs> I read the last 100 pages today. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> because the book we're reading, by the way, uh, uh, Normal People by, by Sally, Sally Rooney. Rooney. Yes. Yes. But I had it prepped. Yeah. Because I was, my dad was like, who wrote the book? And I was like, that's not for me to know. I know the title. Katie knows the author. Like, that's why there's two of us. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. This time I knew the title, not the author. So thank God for that. Um, Yeah. And we are drinking gin and tonics. Because they mentioned it once. They were mentioned once. (laughs) (laughs) And we were like, well, we can go with this. (laughs) That's enough for me. You know what? If I see. A and t mentioned in any capacity, it will be the drink. It will be the drink. But yeah, tell me a little bit. Tell me a little bit about normal people, Julia. No, you tell me, please. That's very bold of you. Uh, I can definitely tell you. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Okay. Um, okay. Normal people, uh, as you may have seen on book TikTok or book Instagram or any of the other places where you see people reading books that are very, very popular um, is the story of two people who throughout the end of high school and university just can't seem to stay away from each other. Marianne is just not like other girls. Mm, and Connell, <laughs> she just isn't. And <laughs> Connell is like, uh, he's the sensitive, popular jock type that you've seen in every book that's ever been written ever. Um, but they're always magnetically... Yeah, that's his thing. Magnetically. Magnetically, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, we're trashed already. Let's go. We're always magnetically, irresistibly drawn back together and can't seem to let each other fully go through their... Good God, Julia, this is going to be a rough one. Though their schools change, their friends change, and their lives change, and despite the differences in their social classes, Connell and Marianne always find their way back together. So yeah, so we read this because, for one thing... Um, you told us to. I... <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we put it up in an instagram poll and everybody said we want to see you read normal people and we said okay um but yeah. it was already on our list we just couldn't figure out which order to do that list in but now we know um the reason it's on the list because i said huh this is popular online maybe i'll like to read it because you know me literally Sleep that's the, the reason trend. it was in my house except my mom said that she was like oh my god i saw this on instagram and i bought it queen of reading but yeah uh, so we read Normal People, and I have a lot of thoughts about it. Do you? I'm so excited to hear them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before that, do you want to guess what I rated this book? Because I'm yes, going to do I that do. first. Um, and yeah. the difference in our personal ratings. Julie's going to guess what I rated it. I'm going to say what I rated it. And then we're going to do the same, but for her. And then the difference between the guess and the actual rating is what we're going to drink. Because we're not apparently drunk enough already. So. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. I think you rated it four stars. Oh, oh you got it right, got on. right on. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Four stars. Yay! Four stars from Katie. Yeah. Um, I'm going to drink just for fun. Because you got it right. Yeah. You found me out. We need to celebrate um, it. Because <laughs> you did get it right. Cheers. That's right. Oh, cheers. Yeah, yeah, that's just the benefit of... Um, Having one brain cell. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, with that prank. Okay, you saying that makes me think that I have my rating wrong, but I am going to guess that you gave this three and a half stars. That was the initial thing that was initially, but I did give it four um, because of the ending. The ending Ooh. got an extra half star. Oh, okay. Okay, I see you. I see you. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to drink a half a sip um, because I got it a half a sip off or half a star and off. I think I'm going to drink like one sip because like we got... Um, we, we had the same rating, yeah. I love finding excuses for this. Yeah. Wonderful. Tell me about why, Julia. What's on your top three best? Okay. So I think this is the reason it got the extra half star, but the La La Land-like ending was, it did it for me. Um, okay. I think it ended in like a really La La Land kind of way. Um like it was like we kind of have to go on different paths and our paths may not meet but we are the reason that we ended up where we are and like thank you for it it didn't have like the closure of la la land um i didn't like weep as much Mm -hmm. although i am getting emotional talking about it but i like fully wept in the theater um watching la la land like me like bawling like like big ugly Mm -hmm. cries anyway Uh i love la la land Um, it's tragic, and I was like, this is the perfect ending to their story. It is so, like, up to your imagination, but so fitting. And I was like, that's an extra yeah. point five for me. So that was yeah. number three. No, that's very Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the realness of the dialogue was something I also really enjoyed. Like, Chef's kiss. Connell Absolutely. was such a fucking teenage boy. Like, every instance he spoke or like thought out loud like in the thinking and it's like the point of view like chapters from his point of view sounded the same as when he talked mm-hmm. and i really appreciated it yes it, it was yeah. such a distinct i'm point. gonna tack on a point um I don't okay yeah to you in the middle of your list but i also no, just have a point about do. the dialogue it's not on my list or anything i just really appreciate that they didn't mm-hmm. have um quotation marks i thought that was kind of fun kind of funky kind of one of my worst that's number one of my worst oh <laughs> NBM. All it's right, in full caps. Where then. the fuck are the dialogue tags? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I hated talking, it. Please. <laughs> um, and cool, my cool, top number one. List. Right. So there's La La Land ending, realness of the dialogue, and then the writing. Just the writing was really good. Mm. Um, maybe you can get started on your list, and I can find a poignant little quote. Would that be like fun and exciting? Oh, I would love that. I would okay. love that. Yeah. You know how I, mean. I love to talk. You're giving me an opportunity to talk? Okay. Um, yeah. Um, I have a little quote that I have written down. Um, my best three, number three, is when Connell is in Italy and he's he's thinking about Marianne, but he's with Helen at that point. Um, uh-huh. And he goes, he was never damaged like she was. She just made him feel that way. Oh, that hit. Those that hits, that, that hits. Um, but I just really loved that whole like reflection on a relationship. I found that to be really like poignant and um, tragic in a way that doesn't like make a tragedy of itself. You know? Yeah. I like. I really, really loved that. Um, and then on my second, another quote. These are all quotes. Um, I love it. <laughs> But it's right at, it's in the same, same kind of like, uh, not scene, but in the same day, I guess. Um, just this one bit when they're out in the garden and uh, it said the cherries hang around them gleaming like so many spectral planets. 
That was beautiful. I was looking for that. I would open my book to look for the cherry treats. I love her one brain cell. She's really sad. Like so many spectral planets. Thank you. Truly. Truly. I want (laughs) um, an art, like something to hang on my wall of like a cherry tree with cherries, but they also look like planets with like that quote on it. Right. But yeah. Um, and then my number one is just a little a little passage. I'm not gonna read the whole thing. Um, but when it's it's near the end, and it's when they're actually in a relationship on New Year's, and she Marianne is kind of reflecting, and she's like, "No one can be independent of other people completely, so why not give up the attempt?" She thought, "Go running in the other direction, depend on people for everything, allow them to depend on you. Why not?" God, yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, why? Why? I don't why? have words about that one. I don't have words. It's just wonderful. That one hit. So, yeah. Yeah. There's some really, like, yeah. powerful passages. Uh, the one I was going to quote, or, like, one of my favorites was, their feelings were suppressed so carefully in their in everyday life, forced into smaller and smaller spaces until seemingly minor events took on insane and frightening significance. Yeah, and it was like pretty much about yeah. like toxic ma- masculinity, which I, I really like because it goes on to talk about yeah. how like they could, like boys could only like teenagehood. touch each other, like mm-hmm. like like hug during football matches, yeah, um, and stuff like that. Adolescence is so different between like. And, like, obviously, like, this is a very, like, binary point of view of it. But, like, for, like, girlhood and, like, boyhood is such a different experience. And the fact that Sally Rainey yeah. is able to operate on both of those, like, she, genius. Power to her. She, she writes, like, a teenage yeah. boy and a teenage girl both so well. Yeah. And she gets in their head. I love a writer who understands the fucking assignment. She really did. She, she really did. She didn't she really just did. understand. Like, she didn't understand the assignment with her whole being. That being said, you didn't like the dialogue tags? That's on your words? I hated or the, the lack, lack of dialogue tags. It mm. was so frustrating. I was so upset. Okay. And it might be because, like, I just finished reading The Handmaid's Tale. And, like, they mm. don't have dialogue tags in the beginning, but then they suddenly do, like towards the middle of the end um and i was like hoping i was like maybe one day she'll give me a dialogue (laughs) tag if i'm lucky but that didn't happen no so it's just especially because connell's so bland the way he talks so like he's like hmm that's his like response to everything and i can't talk for one and i know it it was an effect and it was for a purpose and it was probably well done it's just my pet peeve is when people like try to fuck with dialogue i'm like it ain't broke (laughs) I don't know. I really liked it. I really liked it because when, because you're not from their point of view, right? Like it's not. It's not like an I said, I said, I did this story. It's a he did this. Even when you're in their point of view, it's like a. There's a word for it. I can't fucking remember it now. Um, it's like third person focus or something. Third person. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I really liked that you were able to kind of flow in and out of his head and his actual speech. But continue, continue with your list. Okay, that was my worst. My second worst was Marianne's neediness. I like a strong female character. She's a Marianne, and it's hard yeah. to do strong teens and have to be authentic, so I totally get it. 
liked the her attitude towards Connell and a lot of the stuff like how she regarded him hit too close for home to me. And she was too needy okay. in specific ways that I was like, um, no thank y'all. Okay. I'm not going to debate you about this now. I'll save this for when we actually have a conversation. Um, But okay. Very fair. Yeah. That's where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, And also I didn't like when she went to Sweden. I didn't like what that did to her. I didn't like, mm. it was like really. That was upsetting to read. Abrupt. It was so upsetting. Yeah. It was so bad. I didn't like Sweden at all. Yeah. No, that's very valid. That's very valid. That was almost on my list um, for worst three. Um, what was yeah, the, What made the list then? Yeah. What did make the list? What did make the list? Uh, when the... Oh, when Lorraine is um, telling... His... Connell's mom is telling him, like, hey, uh, that was, like, not nice how you treated Marianne. And you, like, asked out another girl to, like, I guess prom... I don't know. It's set in Ireland, so they have some funky names for things. No, no, no. I loved that she called him out. I loved that she called him out. I hated when he said I didn't say I felt bad about it. I hated it. That almost made I, – I'll talk oh, about I hated it. <laughs> I hated that. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then when Marianne tells Connell um, that her whole family is, like, really abusive towards her, and he's like uh-huh. – that's really sad and uh i know we're crying but like let's have sex and then she's like please no oh that was awful that was awful that was an awful reaction to all of that i hated it yeah the secondhand embarrassment i felt was jesus fucking christ everybody involved needed to just not rewind take it horny jail um yeah horny jail for sure horny jail for connell Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, 100%. And another person who needs to go to horny jail, uh, his old teacher, who tried to have sex <gasps> with him. Hated that. Hated every second of that. Almost couldn't read it, because I was like, what if this actually happens? It does. No, 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 not, like, in real life. I meant, like, in the book. Like, I was like, oh. I can't keep reading, because oh. what if this, like, transpires, you know? Um, yeah. But, yeah no, no, I know what, I know what happens. I know what happens. But, Ugh, gross. Why would you ever? But and I felt so bad for him because he felt so uncomfortable. He was like a fucking minor. His teacher was hitting on him, um, and mm. being disgusting. And then he and goes awful. back to his hometown, and she's like, "What? You want to have sex with He's like, "I kind of don't actually." She's like, "No, but you do." She's like, "I'm gonna <laughs> touch you unconsensually." Okay. It was awful. It was awful. So. Yeah, that was my that was my worst three. I don't think that we had any really um anything that happened on the same list or like opposite list between the two of us. Interesting. I'm gonna drink anyways. No, I don't care. Rules. Begin. I'm gonna drink because but. we. I think the only thing we disagree about is the dialogue tag. Every single single other thing that we mentioned like could have been on either one of our lists. I think we just focused on different Not true. things. What? Oh, you liked Marianne's media list. I didn't think she was needy. I didn't think she was needy. Um, needy is not the right word. Maybe then, but I don't know what the quote is, but she's like, I would literally do anything you ask me yeah. to. I would literally, like, anything you could you say, like, I would do for you. Like, questions asked, and Connell's like, I have so much fucking power right now. Yeah. They were, uh, there was a fucked up power dynamic 
Oh, I think a lot of it stemmed, like, of course, not all, not a lot of it, all of it. Uh, she was fucked up. Uh, she was abused and very, like, severely damaged. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. it's the word needy that I disagree with. I, I really liked that she was a complex I person. disagree with I it, really too. I did, I found. I liked that, too. Yeah. I, I thought it was, like, kind of nice that she wasn't, like, well, because it wouldn't have been the story that it is, um, if she wasn't like that right like it wouldn't have been i agree it's just that was one of the things that made the novel the worst oh yeah no no yeah i can see like i kind of love that shit knowing what you know um knowing what i know about you i know that you you would have hated that you would have hated that which is probably why i gave it three and a half Mm -hmm. stars as my guess um (laughs) because i really didn't expect like i didn't expect you to read this and go i love it you know like i expected you to like it um, and especially the writing. Oh. The writing is so fucking good. The writing is so good. But, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I almost, had we not been reading it for this podcast, um, I don't think that I would have finished it. Cause I Me neither. Read, <laughs> yeah. I read to the part where he dumps her in high school. And I was like, I hate mm-hmm. these two. I hate both of them. I'm done. Put it down for two days. Like, I did not touch it because I was like, I don't want to read this story about these two people. And then it got really good when they went to university and yeah, all of that. Like, that I, was really I good. Just... The flip and, and reversing of, like, social things. Yes. Also, yeah, the social dynamics really changed when they went to university, right? Because then she was top shit and he was nothing. Yes. And I liked how that flipped on its head. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I really, really love... I... I'm hesitant to say that I loved it. I liked it. I thought it was very well written. I thought it was a good story. I thought the characters were nice and complex people. I don't think I loved it. Katie, that's exactly how I feel about it. That's why I gave it four stars, because it is technically just a superb book. Like, very, the Mm -hmm. technique and everything about it that makes it a book is just so good. Mm -hmm. It's so well done. It's great. It's executed superbly. I didn't love it, though, so I can't give it five stars. Like, And it's so interesting to me that this is, like, so, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Viral right now on BookTok. I guess viral, yeah. Everybody, like, so many people have read this book. Like, all of the fucking reviews and shit, there's, like, the whole inner cover is just, this is so good. And I think... Reviews. Mm-hmm. I think it is good. It might be a little bit too close to me right now to be able to fully appreciate it. (laughs) Maybe. I was actually thinking about that when I was reading it. I was like, hmm, Katie's going to have fun. (laughs) Yeah. How's Katie going to deal with this? Hmm, Let's find out. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, like, I just, yeah. So I think I might have been a little bit too in it to uh, fully appreciate it. But also, like, age, too. Like, you know, not to flex, but I'm 21 years old. And oh my God, this is hitting a little close to home in some respects, you know? So. Yeah. 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 So much that she got right about it, about being, you know, ages like 18 to, to 22. But. Yeah. So much that I didn't need, I didn't want to 
look at. So maybe that's why I didn't love it. I yeah. Just kind of liked it. <laughs> that might be it. Oops. Yeah. Um. I mean, no, it's so it's so good though. I think that I one of the reasons that it's really popular is that I think a lot of people can relate to it. Like it's it's so universally relatable to so many different people of so many different backgrounds, and even like just like it is a straight relationship. But I feel like like you take their genders away and. It's just super relatable oh, yeah, and all no. different. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I, it's, I'm a little bit surprised because I, like, I, I think we talked about this a little bit, but I don't read books written by men and I don't like to, I don't really love reading from the male perspective. That's not something that I, I find that I gravitate to a whole lot. Um, but in this book, I found that I was identifying really strongly with Connell, interestingly enough. And I, I was like, I, not rooting for him, but just kind of like found myself kind of taking his side a lot of the time and so I was kind of I think it's just a testament to how well Sally Rooney has really written both perspectives I agree she put you in them you know she you are yeah. there it is like VR but it's book. Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's very good yeah no I think you're right I think it's a hella relatable book too relatable and like for Katie for like <laughs> but Older folks, it's, like, something to, like, reminisce on. For younger people, like, especially the mm-hmm. book talkers, like, that's something to, like, look forward to and idealize. The time of the first relationship, the first major relationship mm-hmm. is something I don't think you are ever going to forget for better or worse, right? So, uh, yeah, that's something to look forward to because it's not like it's, like, the fifth, at least for Marianne, but it, no, it's, like, they're, for, they're both, like, it's their first love, right? And first love is something mm-hmm. that lots of people can either look back on or look forward to and that's why yeah. it's real hard yes god you're a genius that's exactly that's it exactly that's it exactly yeah it gave me a lot of perks of being a wallflower vibes i mm. read that way too young and i don't remember it anymore same same i think i read it at 13 in one day um i love how we're the so same I think person that perhaps i had I read this i know right wow what a crazy time <laughs> This Woo. podcast brought to you by one person. One person. <laughs> one brain cell. One person masquerading as two. <laughs> yeah, like way too young. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. I think if I had maybe read this book at that same time as I was reading Perks of Being a Wallflower, I would have loved it in the same way I loved Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, yeah. At this point in my totally life. Totally, for sure. I actually got big Stargirl yeah, vibes from it. I was like, this is just like Stargirl for adults. Oh, see, I fucking hate Stargirl. I hate it. I didn't particularly, I actually mm-hmm. loved it when I was a kid. I reread it, like, and I watched the movie mm-hmm. when it came out because I was like, yeah, reliving my youth. And I was like, ew. But especially, like, the high school part, like, of yes, normal people is so comparable to Stargirl. Like, this popular-ish kid mm-hmm. is in love with the freak girl, and he doesn't want anyone to find out. But her love is, like, oh, yeah. so good and so out there, and she helps him experience the world in a new way. And he's like, yeah, but you're weird. Yep. And then the relationship ends like that. Yep. Wow. You're, I could never put to words why I hated Stargirl. I always was kind of of the mind that it was like Manic, manic Pixie Dream Girl vibes, um, which it is. But at the same time, I fucking hated the first part of this book. I would not have continued reading it if I didn't feel like I had to. Um, and I'm glad I did have to continue reading it because I did 
enjoy the parts past high school. But yes, high school was exactly, it was, it was Stargirl vibes all the way. And I just, I don't mesh with it. I don't mesh with it at all. Yeah, it wasn't good. Yep. Yeah. I can. Yeah. <laughs> I have, so we spoke about the, all the reviews on the inside cover. I hope you don't know them mm-hmm. all to heart because I'm going to read one review from the book. Run review, not from the I book. I have not looked at them. I have not looked Thank at them. I have like God. glanced and said, oh, there's no way that they're going to include negative reviews. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know. So I'm going to read two reviews. You're going to guess which one for the book. That good? Oh, fun. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the first one. Absolutely mm-hmm. engrossing and surprisingly heartbreaking with more depth, subtlety, and insight than any one novel deserves. That is review number one. Review number two. While okay. it suffers from a rocky beginning with burdensome amounts of kook and quirk, the unfolding spell is subtly cast, it subtly cast, holds profundity and wisdom. Okay. Okay. I'm inclined towards number two being the real review for this book, but I also... I don't think that's true just because that does like track from my my personal beliefs about it um because Stargirl is a I know I'm saying Stargirl it gave me Stargirl vibes in the beginning and Stargirl is like a big deal and people love that book um I'm not like other girls because I don't love it Uh, so I'm going to say number one, just because I don't think that that's how people viewed the start of this book. I think that they felt it was very, like, real. Which it was, but that's what I didn't like. Yes, that is correct. Number one is the review for normal people. Literally on the back cover, I was like, I hope your book is facing upwards. Um, and the number two was the, uh, review for the Stargirl movie. (laughs) Oh my fucking god. Yeah, I saw the word kook, and I was like, shit, she's gonna know it's not normal people, but I was like... Yeah, no. Yeah. Wow, our brain cell worked real hard on that one, didn't she? She did. Okay, cool. Love that for us. Wow, that's so fun. It's just the word kook, because I was like, I could stump her if not for this word. Like, I knew in my bones. I was not sure. I was not sure. It was a real shot in the dark. No, I love it. I love it. I love to hear them. There was... A lot about this book that I did not love reading, but that was very like well written. I agree. I totally agree. I read it thinking, "Mm, Katie's probably not having a good time right now, like doing some passages. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Did you think that? Correct. You're super correct. Yeah. Yeah, I did think that. I did. I was actually considering putting like a K beside all those things because like I marked up the book. Like this is the first book that I literally Mm -hmm. I took a pencil out. And I wrote so many different things on in the margins and around the side. And I was like, oh, she's definitely, Helen's cheating on Connell. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, they're, Marianne's mm-hmm. going to get pregnant. Like, I had all these conspiracy theories in the margins. I, it's so gratifying to mark up a book. It's so gratifying. It's so gratifying. Um, I told you this. I mean, you're a bit of a freak. A little earlier, but I'll. Yeah, I am a bit of a freak when it comes to marking up books. Um, usually I just write in them, but the first time when I was reading this, when I started reading this, I was at, like, night, and I didn't have a pen on me, and so I was like, oh, I really like that passage. I'm going to, like, mark it. You would use pen? As, like, something to consider. Oh, I use pen always. Oh, I'm so scared. I preserve my thoughts for posterity, Julia. 
clearly I need to have something that will outlive me. I am a narcissist, and my thoughts deserve to be documented in pen forever. Um, but I didn't have a pen on Agreed. me. And so what I did instead was I dog-eared the bottom corner of the page so that it wouldn't That's get so confused disgusting. with the dog Ew. ear that I was using for the bookmark. Because uh, I'm anti-bookmark. What? You don't use bookmark? I hate them. No, I hate them. They disgust me. And if I do use a bookmark, it's like I'm, a receipt so or a post-it. Right I'm, I'm okay. Well, using receipts and post-its is fine. Like, I'm not out here trying to spend mm. like five dollars on a chapter's bookmark, but and it, it's only for library books. So even no. then, I'll dog your library book. I don't care. Books are supposed to be loved. I take books into like lakes. And the bath, and I read, and I cook okay, girl. I got fucking olive oil all over it. Normal people earlier today. <laughs> that was so funny. Um, do you remember that one time we went to the spa, and I brought the book, and I came back, and it was like so waterlogged. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's how books are meant yeah. to look. That's how they're meant to look because they are meant to be loved. Feeling it. I did yeah. when I was looking for a Katie hates this quote. I found a quote that I'm going to read right now because. On the margins, it says, getting, getting literate in a nutshell. So this is oh, yes. This passage reminded me of this podcast. Mm-hmm. It was culture as class performance, literature fetishized for its ability to take educated people on false emotional journeys so that they might afterward feel superior to the uneducated people whose emotional journeys they like to read about. Oh, no, literally? <laughs> like... Word for word. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. Miss Rooney really said, I see you two. I see you two. (laughs) Yeah, she's simply an oracle. And she's like, these dumb bitches Mm -hmm. need their heads deflated. She did that very effectively. I'll I'll tell her that for free. She did that very effectively over the course of this novel. I had my head very deflated. Um, yeah. Also inflated because I was like mm, main character syndrome yet again. <laughs> I'm not the but, main character. You know, I'm a crazy girl. I'm the fucking main character. Um, do you want to know about something that? Do you want to talk about something Absolutely. I noticed? Yes. Okay, I want to hear what kills you first because what I have is hard oh. to explain. Yeah, uh, it's uh, when they're. I can't remember. I don't know where they are. They are going to sleep together, and I think it is in, like, the first year of university when they are both, um, like, they're sleeping together, and Connell's like, we're not dating, but, like, they're kind of dating, you know? Um, he's, like, living in her place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they live together. Mm-hmm. When, yeah, yeah. Basically. He just, like, stays over yeah. every night all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder. And he says something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's for the killing, but... <laughs> He said they're talking about something and they are, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, He's like, you know, I don't think that we could, I can't, fuck, I don't know what the context is. I know it's something about like, it would be difficult for us. No, they haven't started sleeping together yet. He's staying over at her house. They haven't started sleeping together. And she goes, you know, do you want to sleep with me? And he's like, I don't know. Um, We're friends. And she's like, can't we be both? Like, can't we sleep together? And like stay friends you know would that like break our relationship if we or our like friendship relationship if we started sleeping together and at the end of the fucking chapter at the end of the chapter and she's falling asleep 
and he goes, I think we'll be fine. That oh, killed me. And she couldn't she couldn't understand what he was talking about because she was like already half asleep. Oh. No, I hated that. I hated reading that. I was like, that yeah. is devastating. That's mm. I I will say though, that's after the school party, right? So they were definitely an item and they were sleeping together for that point. And it was kind of like the end of the semester that he said that. I'm not sure. I'm not he sure. He said I think we'll be fine at the end of a, two different chapters, but I remember marking that particular line at the end of the mm. chapter a lot. It was after the Okay, so there was a pool party with a swimming pool, and then there was a party where he played pool against Janie. And this was that party. Yeah. Oh! So she was dating Janie. Or no, not dating Janie. Maybe she was, actually. Like, it's just, like, because for her, like, I... So maybe she's not dating that guy. I can't remember the exact timeline, but it is, like... It's very clear that she's, like, in love with him. And once again, he's like, yeah, we're friends. That one hurt. Oh, that. Ha. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So that Been killed there, me. I'm sorry to take up so much time trying to figure out. <laughs> trying to figure out the fucking forensics okay. of, like, which time Connell was an absolute trash bag to Marianne. Honestly, she was an absolute trash bag to her often, so it was hard to narrow it down. Anyway, this one thing. Mm-hmm. I noticed it, like, right at the very beginning. Like, I kept saying, like, she's wearing. And then, like, my friend, like, Sally Rooney always talks about, like, what Marianne's wearing. Like, and it's always, like, she's wearing this, that, mm-hmm. and that. Always a lot of, like, dark colors. And yeah. I was going to think of, like, doing my essay on, like, um, analyzing what she's wearing in her clothes and the colors of it. Ooh. But I was like, this is too much forensics and sleuthing. If I had a digital book, mm-hmm. maybe, and I could just, like, search she's well, wearing. Command F. Yeah. A little com- control F yeah. on my Windows did, but yeah, if I could do that, I I saw the gross face made. I saw it anyway. Uh, I couldn't. <laughs> I was wondering, did you like pick up on that? I think it just had to do with mm. how she's broken. No, uh, absolutely, it did. Yeah. Now that you've opened my third eye to it, I am like thinking about that now, and I'm like, you're so right. You're so right. Um, I did not at the time. Yeah, she. She's presented in a very interesting way because I think even like that yeah. first scene, right when she answers the door, she's framed in terms of her clothing. Yeah, but, like those the, the she's first very like, often the second line. Yeah, the second line well, she's of the so book. Often she's wearing. Oh. Yeah, it. That's a very like it's a very that's a very defining quality of this character is her outfits, her her fits. Yeah, her looks. Um, not her it's literally everywhere like, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah like her actual clothing god you're brilliant okay okay yeah well it yeah. just was too many times because it's always the same thing like she's wearing it's not like she had this on and this mm-hmm. one but it's always she's wearing and i was like that's a pattern and my brain was like locked and loaded we've got this she's downloaded what? boys around oh you're a genius Wow, your big brain. Yeah, oh, that's your big like brain. computer science for you. Like pattern, algorithm, algorithm, algorithm. Um, <laughs> another thing that I found really interesting was that, like, the social constructs in this book were insane because in the real world, like, she ha- is of a higher status than he is. Like, 
her his mom literally works for her family right so she's like wealthy and he's like from working class but in school it's totally flipped on its head and he is like social aristocracy at school because he's like a popular jock man and she's like a peasant Mm -hmm. like an absolute peasant like garbage yeah and she's okay with being seen with him but he's not okay with Mm -hmm. being seen with her it was very interesting the social class in this because then they go to university and she's popular and he's not so that kind of flips on its head and it's like yeah because she's she's totally fine with grown-ass person and she's not insecure as fuck and connell is the world's most insecure baby uh this is they are garbage people to each other um normal people are garbage, garbage people places, like, the oh. i don't they refuse yes you I know what places. it'd be accurate uh they're acting enough places like deep hurt and like damage and so i'm like yeah oh that doesn't mean that you're not yeah. though yeah. Mm-hmm. for sure so. um i was gonna oh, say something and then i totally forgot Oh, yeah. No, he is an absolute garbage boy to Marianne. And she is not very kind to him either. She's not very kind to herself. um, And all of that. But I just think... No, I don't think. I've lost my train of thought. I don't think at all. No. Were you going to say something about how he's the most feminist boy in school? How he yells at that one kid showing around like nude he doesn't even yell at him he doesn't even yell at him he just goes that's a bit fucked up i'm like yeah it's a little shaming but uh more than any other guy said i have no idea what i was gonna say no absolutely correct i think that if you're not gonna if you're gonna say anything say that's a bit fucked up because it is but i wouldn't put that on the level of oh i know what i was gonna say he's an absolute trash bag to marianne i do think he is more often than not a kind person. I agree. Yeah, I don't know. I I think I also uh, felt a little bit too connected to him, and so I'm trying to find ways to absolve him of the shit that he did. But I do think that he was raised by like a single mother, um, who loved him very deeply. Oh, also, yeah. just positive ma- male role models are lacking from his life so that's a really interesting point that you bring up the single motherness mm-hmm. he really mm-hmm. he was raised on respect women Jews, um but Absolutely. i think male influence male indoctrination of the respect women Jews is also really important especially for teenage boys like well especially if the only kind of like because you base all of it not to go all freud on everybody um but you oh, basically you off of the relationships you see mm-hmm. i don't i don't stay on him by any regard i just think that he had some points and he went about it in a really like weird motherfucking way um <laughs> no. fucking funny um yeah uh but no you base your relationships on the relationships that you see as a kid and so if you all you see as a kid is a woman left on her own by some guy who knocked her up you're not gonna know how to act properly in a relationship when you get into one um i'm not saying that he's not at fault he absolutely is he was a garbage boy to marianne over and over and over again and he was a garbage boy to helen on that thing 
line of thought, train of thought, I don't know words, but we were talking before we started recording because we are dunces. Um, <laughs> and there's this one part after the party with a swimming pool where it was yes. like the first time he showed PDA for Marianne ever. And then they went home, they had sex. And then Marianne like immediately went to sleep and Connell seemed really distracted the entire time. He tried to tell her something really important, but she fell asleep and didn't hear it. I read that and I was like, he knocked her up, but Connell broke. They're fucked. She's pregnant. Yeah. And then very recently after that, she goes home and like, she's getting an abortion. I forgot it's Ireland though. So I don't know if they do that. No, uh, I think I'm very uninformed. Because I'm also lying about where she was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know. I just remember her being like, yeah, I have to go home. And being like, mm-hmm. oh, you're knocked up. And then there was a thing. There was in the supermarket know, right? when she was at home and she was reading the yogurt container and she was talking to Joanna on the phone. Um, And she was like, and Joanna was like, yeah, like, call me uh-huh. tomorrow if you want to. And I was like, that's an abortion. But it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> Which I think was interesting. Um, I mean it could have been there were a lot of things not said and there were a lot of gaps in this novel she could have had an abortion true but that I mean there's a lot of textual evidence oh the scenes you're talking about it did not the The one in the supermarket she like goes to the supermarket and then the day after it's like still in her point of view and she's at the funeral yeah no totally I'm sorry I'm so stuck on the one where she falls no, asleep yeah, sure, and sure. he's like oh no we're fine like i have something good to tell you but it's fine you didn't hear me and it's yeah. fine and he looked yeah. really worried but i fell asleep before he could tell me whatever was on his mind like i know textually mm-hmm. like she she says like oh that one time at the pool party it was because like he had like a conversation about their relationship that he wanted to bring up with her but just couldn't yeah. oh he was such a bad communicator he sucked at communication it was so hard to their whole bear. They, I mean, they both sucked. They both sucked. I'm gonna do equal. Thought. Did you have a Did you have a monologue prep? Because I think that we should get into that. We've talked for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, I do have a monologue prep. Yeah, um, just because, like, I would love to get into thoughts on communication. That is what I have my essay title written about, though. So I'm gonna hold. Okay, off so this. we can talk about it then. Okay. Yeah. Um. So the very top of the back cover of this novel says. A future classic, quote The Guardian. And I was thinking, what makes a classic a classic? And how can we look at what makes a classic? And mm-hmm. look at elements in this book and say, yeah, those line up. This could definitely be a future classic. Um, it is kind of monolog mm-hmm. It's It's actually kind of be more like a guided dis- discussion. I would love your real-time oh, yes. thoughts on these. I have a lot Always. of points. But yeah, it's centered around the idea of this being a future classic for people look back at this and be like ah, this is this is classic literature um so okay i yeah. <laughs> kind of grouped my classics into two different times so classics written by man and classes classics written by woman and so we're gonna start with classics written by man to get it over with um <laughs> so but before we start there i'm just gonna say it, it's gonna be a classic because it's just so fantastically well written it's so fantastically well written and also there's not a ton of drama like it's not like a thriller it's and it's it's not like tied particularly to a certain point in time it it is 
so like it is though and like very explicitly okay yeah but like so many things are tied to their times. like jane austen has a bunch of novels that are tied to the times of like um i mean like a different world is what i'm trying to say like a uh like it is so just like human society and we look back at jane austen where they're only communicating like via letter and they're proposing Mm -hmm. after one date and it is so reflective Mm -hmm. of the times and you're right but it's not sci-fi it's not dystopian it is gonna like it's like shakespeare you know like that's a reflection of our time but the themes hit home it's a universal thank you human story and that's the main reason for me why i think it's gonna be a future classic or it is a future classic you know um Mm -hmm. and it talks about a lot of like the themes that are in classic literature especially like classism Mm -hmm. and love and Mm -hmm. a lot of those like Mm -hmm. universal things that i don't think are ever gonna go away um so that's why but to genderify it so it feels like a classic written by man because there's like um weak and mentally ill male lead so we i was just listing some so like dorian gray is a big one uh catcher in the rye like uh holden caulfield um yeah. <laughs> nick caraway from the great gatsby um jekyll and hyde like if that is not bipolar disorder in a classic novel like like um right so you have like a lot of like covert okay this is very overtly dealing with male mental illness because it is like a product of the 21st century and um mental illness was not as accessible or talked about in previous times especially not in men like women just had hysteria they had notions like they crazy lock them up men did not they simply were mad scientists with two different personalities (laughs) it's fine it's fine. They just drink a little potion. It's fine. <laughs> Definitely not bipolar. Oh um, and I think that weak and mentally ill male lead is frequent in a lot of classics. And I think he, yeah, he, I think Colonel helps make it like give it those classic vibes. You know, um, mm-hmm. you've got a girl that's just not like other girls. Mm. Mm-hmm. Did not look on a girl. I will. That's in a lot of classics. I will contest you on this though, because I, I do think okay. that Marianne very strongly resisted the manly, man, manly manic pixie dream girl stereotype. She was a real person. She definitely was not like other girls. She was. She was out, but he was not like other people. Like he, they were both. Like the reason it's called normal people is because they're not normal people normal people nobody's a normal people um, and it's like an it's an un, it's an unattainable goal like the gatsby's green light the normal people mm-hmm. it, it is for yeah. them i agree um yeah. i think that's more indicative to why it will become a classic because it's a book written in the 21st te- century so it's reflective of the times and so we can make well-written female characters we can do it now oh it's so God. exciting or sorry also it's like a woman writing it so of course there's gonna be like good women characters but um like if you look at like let's not say of course you're right you're right um but it is like well written like it's future classic so we of course it's gonna be a well-written female character Mm -hmm. um the lead girl is very dependent on the lead man and i think that is also something that a lot of classics um written by men contain that's a prominent theme and it's a reoccurrence 
Um, and it has big coming of age vibes. And I think a lot about Catcher in the Rye when I, I'm thinking about like a, comparing it to a classic, especially like only mm-hmm. looking at Connell. Big Catcher in yeah. the Rye. Yeah. Let's think again why Katie related to Connell in this novel. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it also has elements of like um novels written by female characters, right? Or sorry, classics written by female authors. They're not characters because they're actual people who wrote the novel. Really is nice <laughs> a lot. Um so first off, amazing characterization of characters of all gender identities. Every character feels so real. Every character is so well rounded. Every character has depth. And not every character. But the main ones, the women are not flat. That's what I'm saying. I would say every character has depth. Not necessarily okay. that they're like deep people, but that they have, mm-hmm. that they are, that they are thought out and that they are not, like you said, like flat or like one dimensional. Agreed. Okay. Yes, you're right. Yeah. I, I, you're talking. I was thinking I 100% agree. There's an amazing commentary on social dynamics that is just like Adelaide Jane Austen you know like especially the high school stuff like or even just like school school dynamics like that's very reminiscent of classics for me yeah I don't want to keep interrupting you um no I really want it to be like more of a conversation okay I love that because you know how I love to talk um I keep thinking about the scholarship that they both got and how yeah. she really regarded it as, like, an emotional validation. And he was like, no, I need this money to go to school. Yeah. <laughs> that was a very interesting dynamic that, that Sally Rooney played a lot with. And I thought that, that was I loved it. really, really well executed. It was a fun sandbox. Yes. Agreed. Um, it felt like a Mary Shelley. It felt like Mary Shelley wrote, um, no, I can't even do my own writing. It felt like Frankenstein, right? Because it's an entire cl- classic about some whiny, depressy boys. And, uh, <laughs> Vic, you know, yeah, Victor yeah. Frankenstein, whiny, depressy boy. He ran away to the Arctic. He was real sad for a long time. Donald didn't quite do that, but, uh, depressy boy. Well, somebody else ran away to a very cold climate. You're right. More parallels. Let's go. Um, in conclusion, I think there'll be a future classic. It's thought provoking and poignant and devastating but low on action and high on making you think. Those are the words I wrote down and I have to live with. It has elements of a bunch I, of no, different classics no, and it's really good. Really good. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. It feels very like like coming of age, kind of catcher in the rye. Um, I have a lot of like fucked upness inside me that has to be dealt with. And then also it has those like Jane Austen romance vibes um like will they won't they i really want them to but they're really bad for each other but i really want them to thing so i think you're right i think you're right i wrote down literally um, yeah so many i i I just drank while you talked every time you made a point not even (laughs) i noticed every time i saw you drinking i was like let's go (laughs) cheers cheers bitch i will fucking drink to that cheers um i'm glad you liked it yeah no, it was fantastic. You're absolutely right. It is It is a future classic. I do think that. It is. I mean, that's not yeah. my original thought. I just saw the quote and ran. No, but. Like, you have written no, but my monologue. No, the way that you, you drew those parallels. The way that you drew those parallels. Very intelligent. Very big brained. Very third eye opening. This, um, this monologue was sponsored by the Notes app. The Notes app is available on the 
I was going to say Play Store, but I don't know what the iPhone version of that is called. Um, I'm exposing App myself. App girl. I Just see the Notes app. It comes I with your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah no I think that you're right I essays. think that's a major classic essays I do have one point before Thank we do into essays it's a teeny tiny little point because we texted about this um, yes. but I feel like people will be upset not that I think people uh-huh. listen to this but I think people will be upset if we don't address it <laughs> what? there's a lot of sex in this oh, book oh yeah there's quite a we bit we did text uh, about this which I kind of knew a little bit about going into and then I was like kind of surprised when it was the way it was but it's not a 50 shades of gray book which i appreciated the sex wasn't sexy you're right you know it was not sexy at all i was like very shocked going into it i was like oh yeah that's really a lot of detail especially in the beginning when they were like i'm 18 and so fucking horny and i'm just gonna have sex with you all the time i was like oh that's descriptive and then you were like but it's not sexy and you're like you're I like was it's like, yeah, you're right. It's not like it's I not didn't like primary it. purpose for being included wasn't like, hey, we're here to turn you on. We're mm-hmm. here to make you horny. It was like, no, like <laughs> this is just something people do. And it's an important factor in their relationship. It's normal like, people it, ting. It's normal people tings. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And it ex- it uh exhibited a lot of the power dynamics and a lot of the emotional tension in that relationship. <gasps> yes, it did. Oh, my God. It really did that. You know? Easy way. Cut and dry. In a very easy way. Um, but, yeah, no, it 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 really did that. It did that. <laughs> um, there's a lot of sex in this book, but it's not sexy. So don't think that you're going to be reading porn. I don't know if that's going to make people yeah, want to read this not, or not want to read this. I'm not really sure. I wrote but... you beside a lot of the passages, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, not a lot. Yeah, but it, especially think... in the beginning. I was like, oh. And the beginning, I was like, Ugh, I don't need to hear about people fucking in high school. I'm good. Yeah. I'm done. Um, so there was that. That was another reason I yeah. almost did not get through it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, okay, essays. I just wanted to talk about that because I felt like it was a it was a point. There's a point, you know? No, so, it's, yeah, essays. it's good. And thank you for bringing it up. I'll say mine really quick because it's really quick and there's nothing to hear. really to talk about. I would do a comparison essay with Stargirl and Normal People focusing on male insecurity. Ooh. Fuck yeah. yeah. He's so insecure. He's so insecure. And he makes her insecure because of it. I know. Like, you it's know when... Brutal. Yeah. You know when, yeah. when they're like, you know, he's talking about like their friends in, in university or whatever and he's like, you know, do people know that like we used to fuck and then I was really mean to you in high school and she's like no like i didn't tell them and he's like okay well they think something's up and she's like no no no, i promise like i didn't tell anybody dude you fucked her embarrassing for me is what she actually said yeah yeah um no that's great that's great i didn't even think about star girl until you brought it up thank y'all your brain wow thought about it a lot i recently picked up the book um I was cleaning up my bookshelf, and I saw her, and I was like, oh, it's Stargirl, so I think it's been on my brain a bit. I also watched the movie, like, fairly recently. I refuse. I refuse. I'm not going through that again. <laughs> I read that book once in grade eight, and I'm like, I'm done. I don't need it. <laughs> yeah. I despised it. I despised it. You I alluded to your essay, but I would like to... Mm, I did allude to my essay. Um, <laughs> yeah, because you brought up a point about communication. 
And so my essay title I uh, is Speech, Noise, and Ordinary Conversations in Sally Rooney's Normal People. There's not a lot of sound description. I don't know if that was something that stood out to you. There's not a lot of sound description. But there is a lot of points where the sound gets in the way of um, inter- like in of proper communication. And so the, my... I was trying to incorporate this one quote from near the end where they're in the club at New Year's and he's like, it's too loud to have an, an ordinary conversation. And they they keep trying to talk to each other, but they're not hearing each other. They're not just sitting down and fucking saying something to each other. And that is what obviously drives the plot for a lot of this is this like perceived slight that they both refuse to like talk about with each other. Um... And this, like, noise that they keep throwing at each other to, to try and get their points across, but they're not, you know? Um, and all of this, like, weird miscommunication stuff that happens. And so I'm very interested in representations of speech and sound in this book and how that's used to build that miscommunication that's really that, that drives that plot and, like, builds their, their relationship. But, yeah. No, miscommunication is a huge part of it. Oh, for sure. 100%. Um, that would be a cool essay. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I'm really interested in yeah. my insecurities because I think the reason I hated Stargirl and Green I think... I hated the fact that she was a freak. Um, and I didn't really pick up on the fact that he was a weirdo. Um, or at least not like he was afraid of being a weirdo. As girls, it's weird to think we read that yep. and grew up on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of icky. Once again, I realized I didn't have an essay title, but I. I don't care. I would probably be like, no, that's it's a combination I know of the what you're saying. Like, yeah, I don't care. It's fine. We've both had a lot of gin tonight. Um, We've had a lot. <laughs> Closing yeah. remarks. Katie? Closing remarks. Closing remarks. Katie had a hard time reading this book. Holy fuck. Um, was it worth it? Kind of. Do yeah. I wish that I had read short, it so earlier well. or later in my life? True. True. Uh, yeah <laughs> no yeah <laughs> i'm yep. surprised yeah. my yeah. um closing thoughts are don't be like other girls there's no such thing as normal people but just don't be like other girls god you're so you're so right i'm just so committed to that bit <laughs> <laughs> you really are and here we are uh with that we have been those girls who are just not like other girls and this has been an episode of Getting Literate. Thanks. And also cheers. Thank you. This has been an episode of Getting Literate with Julia Honadle and Katie McCullough. Be sure to follow us on social media at Getting Literate on all platforms. And follow the podcast from wherever you're listening for more opportunities to get lit and get literate. literate.